Hey, chiropractors, we're ready for another modern chiropractic marketing show with Dr. Kevin Christie, where we discuss the latest in marketing strategies, content marketing, direct response marketing, and business development with some of the leading experts in the industry. Hey, docs, welcome to another episode of the Modern Chiropractic Marketing Show. This is your host, Dr. Kevin Christie, and today I've got a guest on. I've got Jonathan Rivera, JR. He is from the Podcast Factory. If you've uh, listened to the end of these episodes, you'll hear that the Podcast Factory produces this podcast, right? And uh, I brought them on in the middle of this year to really take it to the next step. And so it's not just a podcast production that they do for me. He really helps coach me on this and and he's one of my three coaches you know i I think some people find that hard to believe that I have three coaches at this point. You know, one is Strategic Coach, which is my entrepreneur coaching group. Two is Christine Odell, who is my kind of business coach, business manager. And then JR, they are uh, my podcast coach. You know, even the episode that you're going to hear today, uh, we'll critique that together and see how I'm doing and trying to get better at this. It's always something that I'm trying to improve on. Uh, I've had other types of coaches in the past. I think everybody should have a coach. I know that I'm I've benefited greatly from it. I invest heavily in it. And I say, you know, I say invest, not uh, spend, because it is an investment in myself and always trying to improve because I know that's a never ending process. And so uh, coaching is something that I think everybody should look into. It's been interesting because I've actually become a coach this year and I'm working with quite a few chiropractors now. And it's fun being a coach, it's fun being coached. Like I get a lot out of it. I like hearing it the way it should be and and an objective advice and I'm not left on an island. So JR provides that uh, for me from the podcasting realm. And as you're going to hear, he's a a very good communicator, tells it how it is and has done well because of that. And so we're going to we're going to really discuss two main topics in this episode and that's going to be direct response marketing, which is something you need to learn. Okay, it's really going to be effective in your marketing strategy. And the second thing we talk about is communication and we kind of tie the two in together. So I really enjoyed this episode and uh, got a lot out of it. Short and sweet, nice 30 minutes like we usually do. Could have gone on for probably two hours, but we'll have them on for another episode as well. You know, it was interesting and we talk about it in this uh, particular episode, but we've connected through Strategic Coach, but it, it was deeper than that. A few years ago through like some of the direct response podcasting he was doing, that's how I actually initially got involved. And then I kind of trickled down that life cycle of becoming first-time listener to a client, right? That's what we're going to talk about. That's how you can do direct response marketing in your community and how you can get a lot of good results from it. Uh, I highly recommend listening to this episode. And he gives a couple uh, things that you can do, kind of take-home things that I can't recommend enough. It's just really going to be useful for you to do this for your practice and for your patient base. So I hope you enjoy this. I enjoyed getting to interview someone that's been coaching me and, and trying to get me better. So I appreciate that opportunity as well. So enjoy, and I'll talk to you next week. All right. Welcome to the show, JR. I appreciate you coming on. You know, we've had a, uh, a lot of fun together this last year as far as strategic coach and then brought you on to not only kind of coach me on the podcasting side of things, but also the production side of it as well. So I, I want to thank you for that. But before we dive into 
some of the uh, the fun stuff. Just introduce yourself to to our audience. Oh, man, I don't even know where to begin. I'm going to tell you my whole life story and bore you to tears, and then you won't listen to the rest of the episode. So instead of doing that, what I'm going to say is thank you for having me on the show. I'm a fan and student of direct response marketing, and I think that's actually how we met because you knew me before we ever met because yep. I was on a show with a guy that, that was heavy in direct response. But Dude, really, I'm just here to help out wherever I can. So I'm hoping to have a fun conversation and I'm hoping that one or two things will light off a spark inside the listeners so that they can do better marketing or be better people or be more handsome, whatever. You know, whatever <laughs> well, that's the thing. When I first met you in person at Strategic Coach, I was jealous. I think you were the, the one person in the room that had better hair than I did. Oh, thank uh, you. Thank that you. That was a little, a little <laughs> hair envy for sure. But I'm going to have you define in a minute what direct response is. But yeah, I want to just touch base. You know, I was diving into that pretty hard uh, probably three or four years ago, just trying to understand it and how I could apply it to, say, healthcare practice and such. And there was a podcast that you were helping with and assisting and a guest on and producing and all that. And really dove into that particular podcast quite a bit, learned a lot. And then, uh, as funny as it was, we ended up sitting next to each other at a strategic coach meeting when I had moved from my Chicago group to the Atlanta group. So uh, that's how we uh, connected. But, you know, our audience is, is chiropractors. They're not necessarily marketing experts. Uh, they're, they're trying to become uh, marketing efficient for their practice and stuff. But what is direct response marketing? All right. So I want you guys to just close your eyes. Well, if you're driving, don't close your eyes. But I want you to, to think of Coca-Cola, of Apple, I want you, or, or Pepsi. Think about their marketing. And that's the exact opposite of what we do. I mean, <laughs> right? Everybody wants to be doing them, them branding campaigns and getting their name out there. And us as direct response marketers, we don't want to get our name out there. We want to get their names in here, into our database, into our world, into a place where we can control the flow of, of messaging. Because what happens is most people think marketing is, is brand and image-based advertising. For us, marketing is a function of creating opportunities and creating sales. And how that happens is by thinking of your marketing as a tool to get the person out there who should be your client to come over here and become your client. And we do that by thinking of what they see, what they hear, what they feel, what steps they need to take. And we pre-plan the journey before we put any marketing out there of what steps they're going to take from out there to in here and being your client. Does that make sense? Uh, it makes perfect sense. And it's, uh, you know, basically trying to get them to become, for, for our pers perspective, best case scenario is become a patient, uh, obviously, but even you could just, if you got them on your email list, right, that would be a good step in that path that you're talking about. That's one of the steps because yeah. what we do, and I'm specifically in the content space and podcasting space, but the, the first step is to get attention. And the way you get attention is by knowing who you're speaking to. And when you know who you're speaking to and you know what ails them, what symptoms they're feeling, what pain they're feeling, you can grab their attention. But 
attention is fleeting. What do you do with that attention? So for us, attention equals listening to a show, getting on an email list, getting a couple emails and booking an appointment, ending up in your office, filling out forms and, and getting adjusted. That, that's the process. We look at it as an entire process from getting attention to actually turning them, as you said, I, I call them clients, but turning them into patients. Yeah, you know, I think it, it makes sense because a lot of times uh, what ends up happening uh, from a chiropractor's perspective, especially the ones that maybe are struggling, they're really trying to get people in the door as quickly as possible, but they forget about the steps or the process that it may take that person to one, hear about them, and then uh, obviously go down that path and become a patient. It can, it can take time, kind of like dating, right? And so you've got to lay out what that that patient uh, process looks like from A to B, A to Z, I guess. And I don't think enough chiropractors are doing that. Yeah, the thing that most people are looking at, and, and this is in business, this is in medicine, this is everywhere. It's universal. Mm-hmm. It is can I trust this person? Mm-hmm. Do I respect this person? And do I believe they can get me the results I'm looking for? And you can't do all of that. Most times you can't take them through that whole process in one step. So you have to lay out one step, two steps, three steps, four steps. For instance, I, I do this very same thing with my apartments. And I have uh, ads that go out on Craigslist and that go out on Google. And, and they just talk about certain symptoms, certain pain points. Hey, tired of your landlord raising your rent all the time, tired of waiting for repairs. Those are little things that get their attention, but that's only good enough to get them to read my ad. Then I've got a video sales letter where I'm hitting more angles. You don't need a lot of money to move in. You don't need great credit to move in. So hitting more pain points, but I'm just knocking out objection after objection. So they watch that and then they're like, yeah, yeah, I like this guy. Then they opt into my email list. I I offer them a coupon. And that's something that you listeners out there could easily replicate is like, here's a a coupon for free adjustment or something. I don't know if it has to be that, but Mm -hmm. just giving you ideas. Then they get on the email list. They got the coupon. They're still not going to call me. I got to give them reasons to call me. So now I have an email autoresponder, knocking out more objections, telling them about our keep your money program and our lightning approval. I just keep on knocking out objections over time to get them to call me. And and you got to know the cycle. Your business is going to be different than mine. When somebody's looking for an apartment, they're looking within two weeks. So I hammer them for two weeks. When somebody's looking for relief from their back pain, they might be looking right now. So you might be able to convert people quicker. You have to know what that cycle looks like and prepare for it. And I like what you mentioned. So the chiropractors out there, they should list out what all of the objectives could be, right? And 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 start to figure out how you could uh, address those. And that would be part of your marketing process, I assume. Absolutely. We At the podcast factory, because I have two businesses. I have the podcast factory. I have my real estate business. At the podcast factory, we call that the content vault. And the content vault is eight to 12 pieces of evergreen content that knock out the most common objections your market has. Most of us are trying to get clients on the phone. So we have to do phone sales. And phone sales are ugly when you have to explain who you are and what you do. Instead of doing that, you set up a process where you're indoctrinating people through pieces of content that knock out those common objections so that when they show up, they're asking the right questions. How do we work together? How much does it cost? When can we get started? 
Yeah. And then, you know, if you happen to be in network with insurances, that could be a great thing to highlight that solves a problem because some people are going to be concerned with the cost of healthcare. And if you can object, you know, you can meet that objection with uh, the fact that you're in network with it. Uh, that's one less barrier for them to, to enter into. Right. And you have a list of these already. You take them for granted, but you're repeating yourself over and over and over again. And what we're talking about here in marketing and direct response and podcasting and content is take those conversations that you keep having over and over again, create content around them and deploy that content. It becomes an asset for you. Deploy it to get people ready get those objections handled and get them on online, you know, in line. So they're doing business with you with, with very little resistance. I think it's a great idea. You know, I think if you sat down after just even listening to this episode with that idea and you just started to, to list out all of the things that a patient uh, deals with or a prospective patient deals with all those friction points and you wrote it out and then shoot a video or write out, you know, written format, whatever it is, the solution to that, how you as your uh, as the provider really solves that, then you can start to use that in your marketing. And it doesn't have to be just uh, condition-based things. It can be things like time and efficiency, schedule same-day appointments, like whatever it has, you know, because there's a lot of things that are broken in the healthcare system. You know, there's a lot of people get hurt and they call an orthopedic office and they're like, oh, we can get you in in three weeks. It's like, well, I'm not going to need you. Yeah, I'm not going to need you in three weeks. So maybe as the chiropractor, you can get them in that day. So maybe that's something you highlight and you have a, a nice little campaign around that type of information. That's a point of differentiation. Everybody else is making you wait three weeks. We don't. We know your back hurts now. Boom. You're standing out. And I think, you know, the chiropractic profession's in an interesting place right now. We're getting a lot more credibility. We're still fighting some uphill battles for sure, but we tend to give a better experience to our patients. We tend to spend more time with them. There's a lot of benefits that we have that they're not getting from their primary cares and their urgent cares and their orthopedists. So I think we need to start spotlighting that in our community uh, and you mix that in with other valuable content. And that's why I wanted to, part of the reason I wanted to have you on the show too, is because I think some people that um, may hear the direct response marketing term, and if they have any background in say copywriting, they may think that you're just only trying to write cleverly to convince people to do take an action. Whereas you mix in a lot of good uh, direct response copy with really good content, like useful content, and you combine the two uh, to get the results. So can you speak to that a little bit? Yeah, you're not. You're, you're absolutely not going to convince anybody to take an action on any timeline. Everybody is on their own timeline. And what we need to understand as the marketers is that they could be anywhere in their timeline. So uh, they can be where they're thinking about hiring someone or uh, coming into the office, or they could be, my back is hurting and I need something right now. And so you got to think about all those spots where they can come in and create that journey for them. And this is what I'm talking about is if you were to simply take some time, just look, get out of the office if you can, if you're not all booked up, if you are, then that's a good problem to have. And you probably don't need us. Uh, so just hang, you know, stop listening right now. But take an hour out and map 
all of that. What are what are the different symptoms? What are what are the things that people complain to you about? What are the things that bring them into the office? You're going to see a bunch of opportunity to create content, create awareness, create action along the timeline. And so you map that out ahead of time and start creating content around it before you need it. I think this is one of the good things is if, if you're smart and you get ahead of this, you can create 8, 10, 12 pieces of content that knock out objections before you need it. And then you start deploying it, whether you're deploying it in your marketing as far as ads going out to the public, whether you're deploying it in a, a pamphlet that's inside your office while they're in your waiting room, or whether you're talking about these things when you're in a consultation with them. You plan out this journey ahead of time, you meet people where they are, and then you bring them where you want them to be. But you can't make them take action. All you can do is set the path and let them walk it. Yeah, and you could even have your staff trained on it, like the ones that are answering the phones, um, have them trained on that information to be able to address those uh, concerns uh, and highlight the, the benefits that you've got in your practice. You can also, I think, take certain different, you know, a lot of chiropractors are going to have multiple audiences, right? It's not going to be just one. So for instance, in my practice, we, um, uh, in the state of Florida, personal injury does pay pretty well, but what that's, it actually pays very well, but what that's lend itself to is a lot of corruption in it. So a lot of, uh, I'll just take my profession. Uh, there's, Attorneys do it, other doctors and all that, but chiropractors uh, notoriously in Florida have kind of, you know, bent the rules, I'll say it kindly, around that. And there's been a lot of uh, basically a racket around the whole situation, but there's a lot of chiropractors doing it the right way. And so that's what we do. We do everything the right way. We try to give our auto accident patients the same experience as our regular uh, even if it's a, one of our professional athletes that we want the same experience and we don't want the whole rigmarole and we guide them uh, to uh, an actual path that's going to get them better without dealing with all the, the crap that's out there. So we've done some emails and we've done some videos around that kind of spotlighting, you know, what's going on out there without naming names and, and then mm -hmm. what we try to do to uh, make that uh, experience for them uh, something that's worthwhile. So that's just an example where I took one particular audience that's maybe, you know, one of our six different types of audience. And we really wrote out the pain points of that person dealing with the auto accident and addressed it. So I think the chiropractor needs to sit down with maybe some, a few of their avatars and do that. Yeah, absolutely. And I, it's, uh, here's another tip that, that might help you guys. Even if you have already sat down and created that avatar, it, it's highly likely you did it years ago and that avatar has evolved. Mm -hmm. And if you haven't gone back and revisited and, and just reviewed what has changed, it's a good time to go do it. And I, I believe this so much now, Kevin, that I actually go back and revisit. His name is Joe. He's my avatar. And I go back every 90 days, the top of the quarter, and I spend some time seeing if anything has changed with Joe because you you know this because you're, you're a guy that, that's into getting better and growing. You're not the same guy you were last year. So why should your avatar be? That's a good point. I didn't think about that. That's a really good point. And, and things change too in your practice. Definitely can evolve. Right. Yeah. Right. You're changing how you, how you deliver or who you deliver for. So you go back with new eyes. I go back every 90 days. Sometimes there's nothing in 90 days, but it's a good review. A lot of times I'm like, oh, well, this isn't right. And now they're having these problems. And 
maybe I should talk to this. And I come back talking a language that my, my new Joe, updated Joe, <laughs> evolved Joe understands better. That's perfect. Good stuff. I want to transition just a little bit. It's, it's on the topic, but off the topic a little bit. You're, you, you're someone that's, um, that strikes me as, as a good communicator. Obviously, I've gotten to have dinner with you and got to know you and your wife. It was and the drinks. Don't, <laughs> don't <lie. laughs> we, we spend time in our strategic coach workshop together. Obviously, we have some coaching calls together and stuff too. Have you always been good at communication or is it something that you've worked on? And if, and if you've worked on it and gotten better at it, uh, what are some of the recommendations you have for our chiropractors? Because I, I think a lot of them are struggling with the communication side of things, and I, I think it's something they need to address. Kevin, I love this question, and, and I'm going to tell you why. This morning, I was on my way to breakfast with Cupcake and Huddy uh, <laughs> before I came over here to the, to the studio because I knew I was going to be speaking with you. Mm -hmm. And I had this one client messaging me. And you, you know this, and it's not just that I do this for just one client. I do it for all of you, but you have my text. You can hit me up if you're having trouble. I'm here for you because I care, believe it or not. Mm -hmm. But this guy's like putting up roadblocks on, he, he's already been three months. He hasn't recorded a podcast and I've, I'm ready to choke him out. <laughs> I, I'm seriously like, yeah. what the heck is going on here? Mm -hmm. And he's struggling. He's struggling with that confidence piece, just like you're saying many of the chiropractors out there are struggling with the confidence in their ability to communicate. And so I get on with him and I, I'm saying, all right, well, what's going on? And he's like, I, this content doesn't resonate with me. I said, well, I interviewed you and this all came from your mouth. So if it doesn't resonate with you, there's, there's a problem here. So what else is the problem? Oh, I've got this other stuff going on. And I said, I think that you're afraid. <laughs> and, and I think that you're procrastinating and I think that I'm getting fed up with helping you because I've already invested a lot of time into you and I expect to see something for my investment. Even though the guy paid me, this is how I'm talking to him. So imagine he got a little snippy with me. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so I'm like, listen, dude, you're afraid and I get it because I've got a show. It's called Daddy's Working. Okay. You know that I've been podcasting for many, many years, but I've been a co-host. I have been kind of in the, the side seat riding shotgun and not hosting the show. But last year around this time, I said, it's time for me to, to get out there and do my own thing because I need to speak my piece. And I did Daddy's Working. And the first time, you're saying I'm a good communicator, bro. I sat in the booth. And I'm trying to record a 15-minute podcast on a topic I know front and back. And it took me 90 minutes. <laughs> Lack of confidence. Afraid to be out there on my own. Worried about who would care about what I say. Worried to sound like a moron. Look, I have 10 years of experience. And if I feel that, then I understand how him or how anybody new could have that same problem, that same lack of confidence, that same imposter syndrome. So here's what I told him to do, and here's what you guys can do. Sit down, set a timer for 33 minutes. Got this from Eugene Schwartz, not my idea. It, it helped me with writing, but it can help you with communicating in general. Sit down, set a timer, 33 minutes, and record or write or whatever it is that you're going to do. Create, okay? 33 minutes, create. It's going to be crap. It's, you're going to hate it. <laughs> Whatever you make, it's going to disgust you. But you made something. 
and that's progress. And the next time you come back, and I don't mean like next time next year, I mean, set another timer after you take a five minute break, 33 minutes, create some more crap. And you're going to keep creating crap back to back till you start feeling confident about it. My first few shows on Daddy's Working, I hated them. And I hated the process and I couldn't believe it would take me so long. Now I, I can flow. And this is a guy with experience. So if you don't have any experience, it's like super hard. I get it. But the only way to get through that is to practice. That's all there is to it. Yeah, it takes time, you know, and, and I, I think a chiropractor can take that advice you just gave and, you know, sp specifically that 33 minute uh, tactic and just apply it to everything from your patient report of findings when you sit down in front of that patient and, and really communicate well with them on what they have. I've actually chatted with a lot of chiropractors about uh, that have read the book, The Story Brand, and I know you're certified, yeah. I believe. I told them like, you could, you could story brand the report of findings and then to talk to them about you know, it, it's about them because historically a lot of chiropractors have made themselves or their technique or their practice the hero. And yeah. so we kind of reframe that obviously and not to get into the story brand weeds, but you could do the 33 minute thing with that report of findings. You could do it with shooting videos because a lot of chiropractors were, they're getting into shooting videos, but they're so reluctant. Like you just said with that guy with podcasting, like they just, it, they're so scared of it and they don't do it. So you could do it with the video, you could do it with your emails and writing. Like there's a lot of different communication aspects that we have to do as chiropractors. If you're going to be effective that you need to do that on even public speaking as well. So I appreciate that advice. That was really good. And to, uh, I'm not story brand certified for the record. So Donald Miller doesn't come after me. Okay. But <laughs> somewhat <laughs> we <have> trained, <laughs> schooled. <laughs> we, we actually, I, I bought the story brand course almost one year ago to today. Mm -hmm. And so when we met, I was really deeply into it. And in fact, I am still training my writers on story brand. And the way we look at it, and maybe this will be helpful for your listeners, is our our client our patient they're the hero of the story they're always the hero and us as the professionals as the experts we're the guides we help them get to whatever their heroic journey is and our process so that's your process in the office or for us it's our show notes and our ability to tell a story that that's the roadmap and so if you look at your process as a roadmap, you being the guide and your patient being the hero, you're, you're going to get a whole lot of attention out of that. And you're going to put the focus on, on who it belongs. It's going to be your patient. That's where the focus belongs. Perfect. I love it. I, I appreciate that information. You know, I think it ties in well with the direct response is getting really clear on what you expect them to, to take that next step or how to take that next step and then communicating that effectively. And then just producing really good content that is useful to your, your community and you'll start to see the growth happen. And it can take some time. I mean, think about it. I was listening to the podcast that you were on probably in 2015. So that would have been like the first time I probably heard you on that and then just kind of went from there. I think there was a couple podcasts, two different ones. And then uh, lo and behold, we run into each other. And then I consumed your content a little bit more after that you know, before I even decided to 
to jump on board. But one of the things that really sealed the deal was that once I got to know you in person, your communication was really good. And that really kind of got me over the tipping point, right? So uh, how do you relate that to a, a chiropractor? You know, if you're doing a good combination of online marketing and getting out in the community, some of these people are going to see you online first. And then if they happen to go to a, a talk that you give in the community, then that could seal the deal, right? Or vice versa. So it, it all works together, but it can take some time. I don't think it takes as much time to get a patient in the door than it does maybe a higher dollar amount type of client, right? It, it really, it, it's an ecosystem. Mm -hmm. And that's why, and I want to, I want to just go back to something you said, because it, it's a challenge. You said, create good content. And I know that some of you out there are like, well, what is good content? What does it look mm -hmm. like? What does it smell like? What does it feel like? Good, good content. There, you don't even have to create good content. You just have to create content that connects with a certain person. Mm -hmm. And that, that's really what makes content good. When that person, remember, they're the hero, when yeah. they see your content and they're like, this guy can help me get to wherever I want to be. This guy's going to empower me. That's what makes it good. And, and, and the way it gets good is by you understanding who you're talking to and what they want. Mm -hmm. And so when you understand who you're talking to and what they want and you create ways to get their attention and show them that you are the beacon of light, you're the guide, you can show, you incorporate that into everything. So what I love about businesses, especially brick and mortar businesses, is that it, I believe that it's easier for you to make this big impact because once you know who you're talking to, once you know what you're saying, once you know what you want them to do, you can create everything around that. So yeah, you can create a Facebook ad. Great, you can create a, a, a group, awesome. You can create a, a local event and all the messaging is the same. And, and it's just reinforcing the story, reinforcing that they're the hero, reinforcing that you're the guide and you have the roadmap to get them to where they want to be. I love it. I'm glad you said reinforcing because once they can get clear on that messaging and all those pain points, then it's just reinforcing, reinforcing, reinforcing. And then you'll start to get the uh, kind of that flywheel effect, right? Yeah, I'll, there's a flywheel. I love it. Yeah, that's exactly it. Once you get clear on all of that, then it's like repeat, repeat, repeat. Absolutely. Well, listen, I don't want to take up too much more of your time. I know you're you're busy. Uh, I'm looking forward to getting on a coaching call with you to critique my uh, interview skills and you can tell me how it is. That's the one thing I love about working with you is you, you tell us how it is. <laughs> that's, the, <laughs> that's the only way to, to improve. And so I, I do appreciate that. But yeah, thank you so much for your time today. Bro, it went so quickly. I hope I hope we were helpful and and thanks again, man. It's always a pleasure speaking with you, Kevin. You too. Thanks for tuning in today. Please be sure to check our redesigned website at www.modernchiropracticmarketing.com. Stay up to date with our blog where content is regularly added by Kevin and guest contributors. You can also access our library of podcast episodes there. Go to www.modernchiropracticmarketing.com and subscribe to the podcast today. This is the podcastfactory.com.